and welcome to the Fit Chicks and Hormones podcast, where we offer suggestions and information about balancing your hormones naturally so that you can start taking action today. I'm excited to be here today with you, sharing my experiences and the experiences of my clients in hopes that you will learn so much about how you should truly feel when you take the action steps to a life full of hormone harmony. Okay, so today I want to talk about why managing blood sugar is important for hormonal health because I feel like, I mean, this is really something that I focus on in all of my programs, but I really feel like sometimes um, people feel like I'm being mean or (laughs) I'm taking so many things away from them um, when they do my programs, but that's not what this is. That's not why I do that. I do it because... um, Sugar and its effects on your hormonal health is a big deal. It's huge. It affects so many things in your in your body um, that it's so important to pay attention to to it and what you can do to uh, work past it and to move through it and to um, try to balance those blood sugar levels. So often we consider our hormones as the major drivers of our hormonal imbalances. And yes, when they're imbalanced, they do cause major problems such as heavy periods, shorter, longer cycles, um, maybe absent periods, maybe irregular periods, maybe the PMS, the hot flashes, the night sweats, the resistant weight loss, all those things, right? But hormones just don't become imbalanced for no reason. They are affected by bigger things like insulin, (coughs) excuse me, insulin and cortisol. Your sex hormones don't call the shots, they just follow along. So I want to talk a little bit about cortisol and insulin, what they are, because maybe, you, maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't. Um, cortisol and insulin have the biggest impact on your hormones because they are the life and the death hormones. You need them to survive. Without them, you would not be able to live, okay? But what you don't need is estrogen and progesterone. Even though they are important hormones, they make your life a lot easier. You don't need them to live, but you do need cortisol and insulin. Um, without them, you just couldn't survive for very long. So let's talk about what is cortisol. Most of us are are familiar with cortisol being our stress hormone. And maybe you've heard me talk about this before that, um, when you're stressed out, it causes your cortisol levels to rise. And then what happens is it stores fat on your belly. So this is why I talk about managing your stress over and over and over again. So cortisol is released from the adrenal gland when we're exposed to some type of stressful situation. Um, And that could be so many different things. It could be something that happened at work. It could be stress, like from food being put into your body. It could be environmental toxins like mold that I've had to deal with. It could be something that's happening at work, something that's happening with your family, whatever that stressor is. When cortisol is released, it signals to your liver to release glycogen, which is a storage form of glucose, into the bloodstream where it increases your muscle strength and sharpens your mental focus. So you can run or fight for your life. So it's called the fight or flight hormone. Um, cortisol can then steal progesterone and disrupt this hormonal harmony. So when you are overstressed, when you're not dealing with your stress, it causes those cortisol levels to, to rise, it um, steals from your progesterone, and it causes imbalances with your estrogen and your progesterone. So under stress, cortisol steals from your progesterone, it causes lower levels of progesterone, and that's And that's the hormone that helps us to deal with stress. So when we have balanced estrogen and progesterone, that's when we are able to manage our stress. That's when we feel better in general. We're not experiencing like um, 
mood swings and um, feeling like we're all over the place or feeling maybe anxiety or depression, things like that. Low progesterone can show up as headaches, migraines, infertility, irregular cycles, insomnia, anxiety, or even maybe spotting before your period. So maybe you're wondering like, what does it have to do? What, but how does sugar have to do with anything with cortisol? Well, when you're riding the roller coaster of blood sugar imbalances, having high sugar meals, which that's why you're in my program, <laughs> because where most of you are going from that position, from that place of high sugar, high, high carb meals to balancing them. And then you crash throughout the day. That lowland sugar or hypoglycemia is perceived as stress. So that's stress on your body too. So when you're consuming those sugary things because you want to feel better and you want to have more energy, and then all of a sudden you crash, that's stress on your body. You may just be, feel tired and be like, I'm not stressed out, I'm just tired. But it's causing stress on your body. Um, your body is instructed to release cortisol because cortisol will flood the body with blood sugar to restore blood sugars levels to the healthy levels. Okay, so what that does, spike in your a spike in your blood sugar. So if you're stressed and you're having high sugar meals, um, even high carbohydrate meals, that's why we're limiting to one half to one cup of carbohydrates per day. Um, or maybe you're having fruit juices, you're having pastries, donuts, whatever the things are. Um, they're gonna potentially spike your blood sugar and that's gonna cause your blood sugar to come crashing down. So you're gonna go up, and down and up and down. This will cause your cortisol to rise it again, taking more progesterone, which in turn causes those hormonal symptoms. And if it wasn't enough, like I mentioned before, cortisol likes to directly store fat on your midsection. So that's that belly ring that's happening and you're like, I don't know where this came from. I don't know what's going on. It's because you have imbalances in your blood sugar. So that's what we try to do in this program is to fix them and to balance them. <clears throat> if your body is constantly having to put out more cortisol to manage the mismanaged, mismanaged blood sugar and your progesterone production goes down, it creates that unbalance between the estrogen and progesterone levels. And that's when you feel the best. When your estrogen and progesterone are balanced, that's when you feel the best. But when is, if one is lower and one is higher or either or, Thanks, Melanie. Um, that's when it causes issues with your blood sugar. So this is why we I have a big, big focus in this program about getting rid of your processed foods and watching out for sugar and your car complex carb intake. I don't believe in taking them fully away because I think that that's going to cause more problems because then it's going to cause people to probably binge on sugar or binge on carbohydrates or the processed carbs. So that's why I like to allow them so that you get a taste of them, but you learn how to listen, how they feed your body and how they make your body feel. Um, the complex carbs that I add into the program are the ones that aren't going to spike your insulin like the other ones will. And that's why we start with those basics the brown rice, the quinoa, the <clears throat> sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, maybe even some spaghetti squash, things like that. So how do we balance the blood sugars over, over throughout the day for your healthy hormones? That's what we're doing in the program. The number one thing is eating breakfast within an hour of waking. I know for some people this is very difficult or you've never done it before because you just don't feel hungry in the morning. But what's happening is if you're not hungry in the morning, it's because your metabolism is off. And we want to fix that. We want you to have a more 
flexible metabolism. So by doing this, I want you to eat within the first hour of waking up. And that's adding pro having protein, fiber, and fats. And remember to eat it with your coffee. <laughs> that's the one thing that's been coming up over and over again. People drinking their coffee. And I know, I used to do this too. Have a cup of coffee for about an hour and then I eat my food. Not anymore. I go ahead and eat my food first and then, or drink my coffee with it. So protein, fiber, and fats, that's a great way to start out your morning. If you want to add some of those complex carbs at that time too, great. But eating within that first um, 30 minutes, because if not, you're going to wait too long, then you're going to be hungry, and then you're going to eat everything and anything in sight. You're not even going to care. It's going to spike your insulin and your blood sugar up, and then you're going to fall, creating the stress, the belly fat. See this huge vicious cycle that we don't want to be on. Another thing is combining a fat and protein with carbohydrate, sugar-rich meals or snacks. So this is something that I've been talking about is thinking nut butters smeared on top of a half an apple or um, a half a banana or on a rice cake, right? Because you're balancing out the protein and uh, the sugar, sparky, sugar spiking um, carbohydrates. Combining these higher sugar foods with a fat and a protein helps to blunt and, and slow down the release of the glucose into the bloodstream. So you're not getting those highs and lows and it's not causing your cortisol levels to go boom. So filling up on fiber, fiber, this is why I talk about having five to six cups of vegetables. I don't know that I've been seeing a lot of that, but five to six cups of vegetables per day. This is also going to help to stop that release of the cortisol in the bloodstream. That's why I do a cup and a half, probably a cup and a half of spinach in my morning smoothie because then I know if I don't get enough vegetables later on the day, I at least got a half a cup, a cup and a half there. I'll have about a cup during, um, I usually eat four meals, cup during my second meal, another cup at lunch, and then another cup at dinner. So I'm getting pretty close to that, but also you're getting um, fiber from nuts and seeds, things like that as well. Those things help to fill you up, but they also help to stop that blood sugar from spiking. <clears throat> consuming the complex carbohydrates like beans, quinoa, pumpkin, sweet potatoes at lunchtime, so eating them at breakfast or lunch, are also a better way to help burn off the excess blood sugar by move because you're moving more, you're more active than um, having it come on your body as fat storage. So if you think about this and you're eating your dinner about 6, maybe 7 o'clock, you're probably not as active unless you're going for a walk every day afterwards, which is a huge thing for your blood sugar. If you can go for a 15 to 20 minute walk after you eat dinner at night, go ahead and have those complex carbs at that time. Perfect, because it aids in your digestion and you're moving. But if you're pretty um, sedentary in the evening, try to get those complex carbs either in the morning or your lunchtime. Um, the hormone healthy plate that I talk about all the time is half of that plate in vegetables half of the plate in protein and throwing on just a little bit of either fats or complex carbs. Sometimes you can do both. Um, but making sure that your plate has all the things that it needs on it. Getting in 80 ounces of water or more, so important. That also helps to fill you up, to slow down the, the spikes in your cortisol levels. And then the number one thing, managing your stress. Because I think this is a it's a huge part of any of my programs because it's the number one thing that needs to be addressed and as much as the nutrition part. And this is the thing I think we struggle with most because it's just, life is just stressful. We just have to choose how we manage it and how we deal with it. Because as I said, when you're stressed out, and this is another thing to keep, keep in mind, 
if you're in a stressed out state, so let's say you've got a lot going on or, you know, maybe you're stressed out about work or your kids or whatever, and you sit down to eat a meal, for one, your digestion is going to be thrown off. It's going to, you're going to probably get gas, bloatiness, upset stomach. But number two, it's going to cause those cortisol levels to spike because not only are you feeling the stress and then you're adding food, it's going to stress your gut, which is going to make things worse. So something to pay attention to if you're stressed out, stressed out. That's why most of us, when we're stressed out, we want to eat because we want to feel better. And then we just feel like crap. So that doesn't help. Be mindful of how you feel before you sit down and eat your meal. Be mindful of why am I choosing what I just, what I want to have? Like, why am I, why do I really, why am I craving to have ketchup on my food? Or why do I feel like I need to have some chocolate right now? Or why do I need something sweet? Think about it. Are you stressed out? Is there something else going on? What do you feel like you're missing? Or what have you been, have you not been getting enough protein, enough fiber um, in your earlier meals? So anyway, I just want to come on and I wanted to share that. Um, and it's why I talk about, be, I'm so specific about what's on your plate and what your combinations of foods are is because this is so important. And this is the number one thing that's going to, it's going to move the needle in a, the positive direction if you are doing the right things. And if you're focusing on those cortisol levels, uh, keeping those blood sugar levels even, things like that. So I hope this helps. Uh, if you have any questions about it, reach out to me, let me know. Um. But yeah, this is why it's so important to be focusing on this. And again, being more mindful, focusing on your stress, eating all the good foods, and that's it. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks and Hormones podcast. And if you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with your friends by sharing it in your stories and tagging me on Instagram at Fit Chicks and Hormones or on Facebook at Angie Marone. And if you have a free minute, a review would be great too. Feel free to message me with any questions either on Facebook or Instagram. I love helping women move through their hormonal years with ease.